When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And welcome in to Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And you can't win a Super Bowl unless you play the first preseason game, which is going to happen this weekend. Got to go through all the steps. Got to go through the process. The process. I hear a lot about the process. Mm -hmm. Big process guy myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, The show is presented by our friends as we go through our process at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL and learn more at TCL.com. It's time for Purple Daily Reads the Comments, gentlemen, where we take people's Comments, questions, concerns, critiques, theories, speculation, whatever it may be. And we uh, we turn the show over to you guys, the listeners, the viewers on the YouTube channel, too. You can always hit us up with any sort of comments or questions via the Score North app. There's a feedback tab on the bottom, I believe, right corner. And you can send us anything throughout the week. We also are constantly monitoring Twitter. We're almost at 10,000 TikTok followers, too. A lot of cool little camp videos from videographer Judd. And uh, you can hit us up on Instagram, too. So let's start with this one. Jay Greenleaf via the Score North app Jay. from a couple nights ago. Malik Willis, who everybody passed on for like three rounds. He looked pretty damn good in a couple spots. He ran the ball for seven yards of carry, had the big pass down the field. So um, Jay Greenleaf says, I'm watching the Titans preseason game, and Malik Willis looks like a dude. Any regrets? Any regrets? Well, okay, so that was the Thursday night game, and, you know, I saw the pass that he is talking about, uh, and Jay, I agree completely. It was extremely impressive. You know, I don't under. I guess I don't understand not just from the Viking standpoint, but the entire league, why you would have a potential prospect. And I mean, he, you know, he was. This is not a guy who was like, oh, he's a third or fourth round pick. This is a guy who was very actively involved in discussions of, you know, we think he he's a first round pick. And at one point, the question is just where, not not you know, well, he could fall, but you know. He could go in the top 10 or he could go. It's definitely in the first round. And so if I'm a team that didn't take him and have any type of long-term need at quarterback, yes, I have regrets because I don't understand. Like this is the toughest position to find guys at for a reason. 
Like it's not like everybody's dumb. So if they're if they are consist of lottery tickets and a lottery ticket continues to drop in price and fall, right? Okay, now first rounder, well that's tough. Second rounder, oh, that's tough, but it's easier than first round. Now into the third round. So yes. Mm. And I'm not just talking for the Vikings. I'm talking regrets for the entire league because there are so many cautionary tales, right? So many cautionary tales of guys like this who just sort of drop and then it's like, oh man, he developed into a good QB. And here's my last thought on the Vikings. And this is where I'm a little bit surprised they didn't take a flyer on a guy like this. When you take Kellen Mott, and Zimmer doesn't want him, and he's a defensive guy. That is almost from the moment you take him, right or wrong on the pick, defeating the purpose of the pick. But you now have Kevin O'Connell, and what really um, what really qualifies, I think, as an offensive lab at TCL. Like these guys do offense. They, I think, I think they're huge on quarterbacks. They should be right. So. Like, if you were to pick the places where Malik Willis could develop, Mike Vrabel would not be my first choice for coach. A guy like O'Connell, who's going to cultivate water, uh, a raise the quarterback, is. So, yes, I think that there should be regrets, not because I think he's going to be great, but because I think if if you even think there's a smidge of a chance he might be, and he's at the perfect age and Kirk, Kirk is going to be gone here at some point, probably within the next three years. Yeah. I I don't see I don't see the downside to taking that flyer when the Titans did. I made my feelings very much known. I mean, I, I would have considered drafting Malik Willis in the first round. I mean, I think I think where I was at actually, if you want to go way back, is trade Kirk for a first or a second round pick because right. there's quarterback desperate teams. Yeah. Draft Malik Willis. Find a bridge quarterback like a Marcus Mariota or someone, and then create some camp and and create some competition in camp. Uh, once the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to a two year contract, it made less sense to draft a quarterback in the first round. But like you said, once he started slipping to the second round, the third round, and and there would just be so much less pressure to play him in the first year. You draft a quarterback in the third round, as the Vikings did with Kellen Mond, he could just sit for the first year with zero questions asked. Right, a developmental going to get him used to the system, don't worry about it, then maybe it becomes a thing in the second year because you really you do want to take advantage of that cheap contract. A third-round pick would be on a cheap contract for four years. But my question to you guys is, which one of these players would you have yeah. kicked back into the draft pool and, and, and swapped out for Malik Willis? So the Vikings passed on Malik Willis four times, once in the first round, twice in the second round, and then once in the third round, and I know they made a bunch of trades in there, but they drafted Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth Jr., Ed Ingram, and Brian Asamoah, who's flashed a few times as a 225-pound Swiss Army Knife ninja linebacker safety hybrid that they seem to really like for this defense. Yeah. So, you know, Ed Ingram might be your starting right guard. Seen and Booth are probably going to be starting secondary players for you at some point this year and for sure beyond. Yep. So I, I don't know that I'm kicking. You know, if, I, if I've if I've made the decision to re-sign Kirk, I don't know that I'm not drafting those three guys. So I guess I guess it would have been all right. We're in the third round here. We really like Brian Asamo, but for God's sakes, Malik Willis is still on the board. Would you have made that swap? I yes. would have. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Easily, easily, okay, easy. Text, so yeah. it's a linebacker. Like, dude, you can find those linebackers. And look, look, Ed Ingram looks like he actually might be a, a day one starter. That's great. 
There's also guards going right after him. So you could find another guard too, man. That wouldn't be that tough either. Um, I, I don't like to do too much of revisionist history of drafts, especially when it's a situation like this where 70 guys basically went in front of Malik Willis, whatever it was. It kind of like when people are like, oh, 25 teams passed on Mike Trout. Like they could have had him. Like, yeah, almost the entire league passed on him in the first round. He goes to the Angels, right? Um, I, I don't like to get too much in the revisionist history there, but when it's a quarterback like that who had first round hype around him and now we're in round three of the draft and 66 picks have made everyone theoretically has had at least two cracks at drafting players, you should be taking a stab at a quarterback in the third round. That's what I wanted them to do on day two and three of the draft. They didn't do that, and there there definitely could be now some remorse not drafting Malik Willis. For the record, I also would have, like all due respect to Brian Asamoah, I would have taken a flyer on Malik Willis, but I wonder if they came in, maybe they looked at some practice film, I'm sure they did, of Kellen Mond and said, well, okay, we didn't draft him, but we already have a pretty talented former third-round pick quarterback on our team. He started like 55 games in the SEC, so why don't we why don't we kind of treat him as the young guy that can maybe be the backup? Of course, the way that he struggled so far, and we'll get to a couple questions about that too. I wonder things change so fast, right? You think one thing about Kellen Mond in March before you get out on the practice field, you just watch him on tape and say, "Oh, we we can mold that," right. and then six months later, five months later, you're out there and you've gone through OTAs, mini camps, and training camp, and it's just it's not clicking as fast as you'd like it to. So, but yes, I, I'd rather take Malik Willis in the third round than a linebacker. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of the backup quarterbacks, 90% mental MN on Twitter says interesting comments from Judd on Thursday's purple daily. He continues to remind us that Mond is not ready. He also said patience would be needed from fans as the season starts. The cousins doesn't even have everything figured out or dialed in yet. This high flying multiple look option offense will take a while to click. Well, if it's challenging with the uber-cerebral cousins, are we surprised Mond is struggling? Second-year player with his second, more complex system to learn after likely getting little to no coaching last year. I think we all want him to succeed. And after Judd's assessment of cousins and the offensive struggles, I think Mond deserves a little bit more slack. Um, I love that question, and I love that point, and here's my issue. Uh, First of all, Mond is, it's not just that he's struggling with, the offensive system it's that he is dropping snaps he dropped another snap from under center yesterday he's dropped like five five balls i don't know if he has big hands little hands slippery hands i'm gonna find uh, out for you but at some point in time you cannot be dropping the football also his decision making isn't just slow it's non-existent at times he is a sitting duck he, if you put him in a regular season game right now, he he would be sacked. I would estimate eight times, at least. He's got uh, he's got nine and three eighths inch hands. Well, then why is he dropping so many footballs? Sweat? What's a what's a small? I thought anything under a. I mean, if you're under a nine picket. hand, right, you're kind of screwed. Like Pickett at the tiny little, you know, Burger King Dante Culpepper hands. Yeah, let's see here. Just want to make sure that we're not slandering hand size. A big paw is important. Yeah, I have the long finger. Uh, just in my own. Oh, you do have the good fingers. I have, I have long I, fingers, but small palms. I have small hands for a for a guy that's not my, a small guy. My rec basketball coach showed me, Declan, if you could catch the basketball, you'd be the best fast break player this team has ever seen in rec league. And I could not catch the basketball. <laughs> if you could catch the ball and dribble, it would be yes. Yeah. Oh wow! Say, Kenny Pickett has eight and a half inch hands. Okay, so he so he Mond has almost the ball. a. Full inch of hand span more than Kenny Pickett does. 
So perhaps it's uh perhaps it's he's sweating profusely. I don't know, but anyway, there's just enough things that I've seen. Well, that... Bradbury had this the swass problem at one point, so he did, he did, and, and Kirk was quick there. to point that out. So everybody knew that if he dropped a ball, it was Garrett Bradbury's sweaty butt that caused the problems. Um, and and the thing is, Kirk, like in watching Kirk, I'm just telling you, the offense is not, in my opinion, moving as efficiently as it will. Um, but I'm, but I'm also not trying to say Kirk's completely lost. Like the first team, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more to unveil as far as the speed and as I call it, playing at pace, but I'm not saying it's a disaster. I'm saying that Mond and Mannion are a disaster. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's so tough. I, I let's see, let, let's see them in games here too. Let's see them. Listen, they're going to, my guess is Mond plays the first half. Mannion plays the second half against the Raiders or vice versa. Yeah. They don't have a third quarterback and Cousins isn't playing. He's yep. sick and he's probably not playing. Yep. So those guys we're going to get to see those guys in in games against generic defenses. We'll we'll, we'll start to know more. I mean I th- I think I think coaches tend to value practice work more than preseason game work though. They do. <laughs> you know otherwise, what? Otherwise Kyle Sloter would <laughs> have a job in the NFL. Thank you very much. Why don't you give him cuz he's think about how bad Kyle Sloter had to be at practice for 32 NFL teams to continue to pass on him and cut him. You yes. Know? That's, mm. And and here's why, too. So if, if that makes n- no sense, because, like, I'm sure fans are like, well, what? Come on, Phil. It's a game. Like, a game's more important than practice. We're talking about practice there. Now, here's practice. the difference in training camp. When you play a team in an exhibition game, the defense wants to put nothing on film, so they literally run the most vanilla, bland packages at you as possible. So Slaughter can deduct that, right? Like bang, 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 bang. In practice, you actually run run more exotic ideas. And, and so practice actually gives coaches, and when they go watch the film, a much better idea of how the, how the quarterback reacts when challenged. Uh, because the speed of a game is good, but you are literally never seeing any exotic looks from the defense. And of course, once you get to week one, that's an entirely different ballgame. Football. Uh, Alex Ellers, or Ehlers, via the Score North app, says, this is going to sound a bit crazy, but hear me out. Given the current state of the pillow fight for the Vikings QB2 job, should the Vikings consider bringing in Blake Bortles? Spent a year in L.A. with the Rams, so there's some familiarity with the offense. Strong supporting cast. Uh, with a strong supporting cast, we've seen Bortles manage teams to wins in the past. So we actually covered this pretty in-depth on yesterday's episode of Purple Daily. The answer is yes. I think all of us are leading the chant for this is this is how desperate we are for a backup quarterback that's actually played in games before. Uh, I think we're all on board with Blake Bortles as a QB two here. And you know what? Maybe he can help because he's he tends to be a pretty good guy in the room by all accounts. Tends to be. I think people people say he's kind of a nice guy, but not that great at quarterback. Yep. So maybe he can take the Sean Mannion role and help Kirk Cousins. Uh, Michael Hacker. Via the Score North app says, Judd thinks we are going to end up trading for a center. I also re- recently saw an article saying we are not expecting to re-sign Madison. Yeah, Chris Thomason from the Pioneer Press asked Alex Madison a couple days ago, or maybe it was yesterday. He said, uh, hey, is there any any chatter between you and the Vikings for a contract extension? And Madison's like, I don't think so. Of course. <laughs> Wait, they're not, they're very children? clearly not uh... going to. 
And I get it. I get what Thomason's doing there, but it's very obvious that they're not going to re-sign Madison. Sure. So anyways, with the current running back market, do you think we could swing a trade for Madison? Madison for a center, and maybe some draft picks are included. I love Madison. Honestly, think he's a starting running back, but we have Ty Chandler and Kane Wangwu. Mm-hmm. Team-wise, we're in great shape there. What are your thoughts? I don't know that that's how NFL trades work all yeah, the time, really where it's like a player for a player. Sometimes you get that. But is Alex Madison fairly expendable? Yes. Do you need a center? Yes. I don't know if those things combine together to get you what you want, but I'm it's interested. Always, it's always rare that the NFL is the only one that uh, the only like lame thing, quote unquote, about the NFL is their trade season. Their their trades in general are just kind of meh. You don't you don't really see trade deadline ever pop up in the NFL being a, a hot button thing. You don't see player for player really that big of swaps like you do in the NBA, NHL, and whatnot. So. I, I don't think they can make that work, but I mean, trading Madison to a running back desperate team that has a last second injury, which unfortunately kind of does happen as training camps and preseasons winds down, I don't think is off the table. So I, I think the question, because I like the idea in theory, I think the question will be answered by this. How does Wang Wu look now? Because he's getting, he is getting significant run with the second team. So they like him. They clearly do. Um, and I think that in preseason games, if he shows it, something, because you have to assume Dalvin Cook will at some point in time get hurt and miss four games, three mm-hmm. games, right? Um, and so I, I think if they decide that their depth, starting with Wong Wu, is sufficient at backup running back, that that becomes a possibility. Um, and I guess my I guess my thought is this: I don't think they're going to trade Madison unless it's part of a trade for a center. Okay, so you think, I think that is that is possible then? Okay, yep. Okay, Titus Gustafson via the Scornorth app says, "Hey, Mackie and Judd, I heard Kirk say something in an interview with Dan Barrero that really bothered me. Mm. Kirk talked about the comparison about being a quarterback and a shortstop in baseball." and how the quarterback position is about as good as it gets in sports. Uh, I'm guessing Dan maybe asked him that question. And Kirk said, I've never really thought about it, and continued by saying, quote, because you don't, you just you just take the next step. You go to work, you do your job, you're living the dream. It just kind of reeks of complacency to me, Titus says, and shows Kirk's true colors. Um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of, this is kind of who he is. He's yeah. just kind of, he does... He he feels really uncomfortable being the spotlight guy, being the guy that when, when you start to look at some of the Tom Brady's and Russell Wilson's, the best quarterbacks in the NFL, even Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of a weirder version, but they all kind of love just being the guy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them love to lead Joe Burrow. They just they love to be the front man of the band. And they love to be up front of the stage, belting high notes. And if they mess up, who cares, right? He Kirk, I think Kirk in a perfect world would love to just be the bass player, man. I'm just back here. It's like, well, we kind of, but but Kirk, we we need you up there in the front of the stage, guy. We need you to entertain the audience. I'm, dude, I'm just part of the band. So, so this actually came up, I think, towards the end of the conversation that Kirk had with Dan, because Dan's a Cubs fan and had his Cubs shirt on, and so Kirk said, "Are you a Cubs fan?" Dan said, "Yes, at, at least that he." Uh, Grew up a Cubs fan. Kirk's from Barrington, Illinois, and grew mm-hmm. up a Cubs fan as well. And was talking about being at Wrigley Field. Kirk was. Kirk talked about being with his dad there, and and one day that they were at a Cubs game, and and he said, "Wouldn't 
wouldn't playing shortstop for the Cubs be great? And Kirk's dad's like, well, you're a quarterback. That's pretty great itself. And that's how that evolved, that discussion did. Okay. But, I mean, I think Kirk loves being the guy at quarterback. I just think that he also has a a built-in mechanism to try to deflect problems that might arise from his position. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not saying he doesn't love playing quarterback. He obviously loves playing quarterback. So just just to be clear, I'm saying mm-hmm. all the other things that generally go into like Kirk loves singing in in real life and in the analogy that I'm making. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't he doesn't necessarily love being all the other responsibilities that, right. that go along with being a great front man. He just kind of oh, I just kind of want to I just want to be Oates. I don't want to be Hall. I think he'd rather be Oates in that pairing. So, all right, one more here. Actually, there's, it's kind of a two-part question. The first one is devastating to me. Uh, Henrik Beerlev, via the Scorn Earth app, says he moved from Minnesota to Copenhagen four and a half years ago. Love the show. Love how you guys consistently call a spade a spade. Thank you. Uh, Got to say, I love the thought of Judd watching Fast and the Furious as part of your action movie Rewind. In regards to your tuna sandwich discussion from Subway, Go back and listen to the Mackie yes. and Judd action movie rewind Your Fast and the Furious. Sandwich first. power rankings were horrible. Yep. Well, I wouldn't say those are my sandwich power rankings. Those are my guilty pleasure, like underrated sandwich power rankings. All right. But one of them was tuna. I love the tuna sandwich from Subway. Ugh. And he said, I'm surprised Declan or Judd did not bring up the lawsuit against this very sandwich. The ongoing federal lawsuit cites a marine biologist who analyzed 20 samples of tuna offerings from 20 different Subway restaurants and found, quote, no detectable tuna DNA sequences whatsoever in 19 samples. But the samples did contain other types of animal DNA, such as from chicken and pork. Stay away. What? Stay away from tuna, dude. It's not real tuna? Yeah. I haven't had one in 15 to 20 years. I used to actually like them, but I feel good about this now. I stopped. This is devastating to me. I'm glad. Just, I'm glad this happened to you. I'm glad you're getting this. News. Why would they not just, just use tuna? Why? Why are you? Why are they using pork? Because it's cheaper. I am shook. I'm sure it's cheaper. Shooketh. Just go, just go for that black forest ham or the honey ham or some regular sandwich meat going for it. Stay away from the tuna. turkey. Give me that turkey. Yeah, your I turkey. turkey. I, I personally like turkey, but but With you know what's horsey sauce? Meat. Oh, I love the yeah. horsey sauce. Oh yeah, you get that. Ooh, man, I need to I need to collect myself real quick here. The last part of this is an actual Sorry. Vikings question, probably for Judd here. <laughs> what are your guesses percentage wise that the starting lineup offensive line during the regular season is Derisaw, Cleveland? Uh, well, he says Derisaw, Cleveland, Davis, Ingram, and O'Neal. Jesse Davis. Maybe he's thinking of Chris Reed. Yeah, as the starting Chris center. Reed is not starting at center. In fact, Chris Reed has been absent from practice the past two days. I don't know why yet. Uh, but, yeah, no. Um, if they don't make a move for a center, Garrett Bradbury will start. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone in camp who's going to. I don't think Austin Schlotman, who, who is now, who is the second team center, is going to beat out Garrett. So if they don't make a trade and bring in a center, your opening day left to right is Derisaw, Cleveland, Bradbury, I think Ingram, but that's just my guess, and then O'Neal. Mm. Well, I think if Ingram is your starting right guard and then you've got two veteran options in Jesse Davis and Chris Reed to back him up, that's about as good as I've felt about the right guard situation in six years. A lot of, They'd have to plow through a lot of guys to, to hit the bottom of the barrel 
at right guard. So they've they've got some options there. Anyhow, I'm going to go uh, reevaluate my entire life now that I heard that news about the Subway tuna sandwich. Are you really that surprised by that? That doesn't. Su- I didn't know about the lawsuit, but I'm not surprised Dude. by it. I mean, they couldn't find a trace of tuna. I would have said there's got to be some tuna in there yeah. somewhere, yeah. right? Can I but, sue? I've been eating that sandwich for like 20 years. Well, you can join. Gleefully. If it's class action, you can certainly join it. Just throw your name in the ring of the lawsuit. Well, I would think 75% of America would have to join it based on how great and popular that sandwich is. I don't think of that you'd be <laughs> close to being 75%. Well, life comes at you fast. Yeah, it All does, right. Kirk Cousins. Pur- Purple Daily presented by our friends at Federated as well. Federatedinsurance.com where you can find a full list of industries that they will protect your business in. Federated, where it's our business to protect yours.